When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. And thanks for joining us for another Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com right now. I'm welcome with a wonderful guest here on the program, an author. And without going into the whole story of how she made her way into the cannabis industry, but currently uh, she serves as CMO for Prime Harvest, a technology-focused full-service cannabis corporation, horizontally diversified across various segments of the cannabis value chain. Also is running... BSW or Boycott Shitty Wheat, which promotes advocacy through fashion and multimedia through Web3 and blockchain integration. Leads Synergy Studios, providing filmmaking, content creation, executive production to leading brands across the cannabis industry. And more notably, what we're going to talk about today, she is the author of her debut book, The Successful Cannapreneur. I'm here with Jam Barbuena. Thank you for being on with us. Really appreciate you being on. Thank you for having me. Thank you um, for sharing your platform. I appreciate you and the nice intro. <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate it. And there's just, you, you were there. Well, they always say jack of all trades, but honestly, you are content creator extraordinaire, canterpreneur, and there's just so much more you're doing also. And the book also being being put for first print in Spanish. Yeah. One of the things, the point is that you were born originally from the Dominican Republic. It, and yeah, I was. When did you make it to the United States? Um, so I made it to the U.S. Um, when I was 13. So that was in 1998. <laughs> so I've been here a while. <laughs> and then the other part was, is that you worked as an aviation electronics tech in the U.S. Navy, 2010 to 2014. And then obviously there was a story that happened about your own personal case that gave you your first you know, your exposure to cannabis that would lead mm-hmm. you into what you're doing today. Can you briefly tell us about what brought you to this point and what it was that happened to you 
because me trying mm-hmm. to go and explain it doesn't do any justice. Please go and let us know about what happened to you that brought you yeah. to using well, was, and being an advocate and being in business for it. Right. So while I was in the Navy, I um, I worked on the fly deck of an aircraft carrier when I was deployed. Um, and in one of my deployments, I suffered an accident. I was actually um, blown by jet blast from an aircraft, um, an F-18, that those were the ones that I used to work on. And um, there, uh, from that accident, obviously, I suffered a, T- a TBI. Um, I hurt my head. And coming out of the military, I was dealing with the repercussions of that accident. Um, I think uh, a couple of the major issues that it gave me um, was a uh, sleeping disorder from which I've been dealing with since uh, the moment of the accident, which essentially doesn't allow me to sleep consistently like through the night. So I wake up, I wake up a lot through the night. And so, um, and now and chronic headaches um, and, um, and a few other issues that those then um led to which you know for somebody that doesn't sleep um <laughs> the right. uh tension levels um especially like after i got out and doing it for uh going through that for a few years um a, per, uh, a veteran friend of mine and i apologize that i uh get a little bit you know uh, oh no nervous no, from that's the okay that. but um the uh issue of a friend of mine a veteran he um introduced me to cannabis actually when he heard that i was having the issues with uh, not sleeping right yeah and so cannabis changed my life from that moment on um i first i i had to battle with my own bias um uh, because i did i never was a consumer before i did do yeah. it in college a little bit but nothing crazy um, and then once I got over that and understood, you know, what I was using it for um, and how it helped me and then realizing how many other veterans were being helped as well and all the advocacy behind it. Um, from there, you know, being a customer myself, I realized, wow, this is an actual industry it has a lot of potential, you know, and you also have the component of helping a lot of people um, with the plant. And so. Um, I met my business partner shortly after I, you know, started that endeavor. Stop you right and, there. I want to get to the business partner in just a minute, but I just want to get into what it was that was your personal attachment to cannabis. So now you you were able to go and use cannabis to now you say it credit you're credited for saving your life, helping you to regulate mm-hmm. your sleep, your eating, managing physical and mental pain. Uh, right. What was it that was the ultimately? How was it that you consumed that? What was it that you particularly consumed that you could tell us that really has worked with you then and now? Um, so smoking, I used to smoke cigarettes when I was in the military. Uh-huh. Um, so I actually quit when I got out and um, my, that's how my friend introduced me to it. And so um, I just smoked a joint and, you know, I want to say three puffs from that joint were enough to help me sleep through the night. Um, and that's usually my consumption method. Um, to this day, I still, you know, cons- I still smoke joints. Um, I have dabbled into trying, obviously, the other methods like uh, edibles, like gummies, for instance, and, and 
in the times where I cannot smoke, um, a gummy can work the same way. And that's one of the things, you know, about the plant too, that prior to that experience, I didn't know, you know, that, um, except for like the brownies, um, which, you know, I never back in the day when I had zero knowledge, I never necessarily trusted that, um, because of the different stories that people would say and how they would feel um, after eating brownies, there was always, you know, some story about craziness <laughs> and I not necessarily wasn't into that kind of stuff. And, um, but you know, that that's my method. I ask all that because of how, when I've already heard so many stories throughout the last, what, eight, nine years here on cannabis radio, of those that will start businesses as entrepreneurs and how much mm-hmm. it has to do with, you know, the, the passionate feeling and spirit they have for what it has done for themselves or for loved ones. And that's one of the things that I was wondering that when I look at becoming a legal cannabis entrepreneur and realizing that, you know, with, with your work, you're helping to assess the industry requirements to build a compliant business and to go all that. Well, right. I want to get into that part and get into how you got into the business phase of this point. But I wanted to find out just what was that was, what was it that made the change for you that said, okay, I don't want this just to be that cannabis saved my life and it hel- has helped me give me a better quality of life. I need to pass mm-hmm. along to other people and I can make this a career. Well, I would say once I got into researching, you know, why, why do like, what is it that I know about this that is making me feel like this conflicts of like, am I a drug addict? Like um, those kinds of things. And then realizing how much misinformation I had been uh, believing, I would say, um, and and they weren't necessarily fact based. And then when when I was trying to justify my consumption, right, um, and then understanding the history, understanding the background, you know, the the um, the the reason, you know, understanding cannabis prior to illegalization, um, what happened um, that you know got us to where we were up uh, up until 2014, which was you know when I came into uh that story that i told you earlier where my friend yeah. introduced me to to the plant and so then being a consumer and going to the dispensary seeing you know the amount of demand um at that point i was like wow this this is a great business not only is there a lot of demand um but also it can help a lot of people look at what it did for me look at Um, what it was doing for my friend who introduced, he was a veteran as well. He had, he had gotten out, um, I want to say almost a year before I got out. Um, and then coming into contact with other veterans, um, that were doing some advocacy work and, you know, were, um, a part of the industry and, you know, in, in different capacities. And I said, wow, okay. Um, yeah, I, I can definitely participate. I could definitely stand behind this. And so, uh, I met my business partner, like I was telling you earlier, just in that around that same time where I had set that intention, like, hey, I, I kind of want to be a part of this. Let me see how that happens. And literally, he walked into my house as a plus one of a of a friend of mine um, that was actually in the Navy. And that, you know, I learned that he had a cannabis business that he was working to get a license for in San Diego. And the rest is history. <laughs> Pretty wow. much. 
That's, that's great. exactly and, right. And one of the points in your book, you make the point of one of the talking points is to start a cannabis business that aligns with your passion and your wallet. Mm-hmm. And it's one of right. those things where things just worked out. But, you know, that's one of those things that that drive that passion that you have and mm-hmm. realizing what good it did for you and being able to go ahead and give back and also be a part into this business. And it's giving you the chance to go ahead and be, you know, in various ways, you have the business and you were championing social equity. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you're working out ensuring dispensaries can contribute positive to the neighborhoods in which they operate. So there's a part where, you know, being Latina and being mm-hmm. black, the, the part is that regardless, and that's where all those things where I just, you know, it's part of the thing where in social equity, I just want, I love when people are able to brought to the, into the boardroom or at the head of a position as CEO or a top level executive where it's merit. And it's also that passion and just what brings you to the, brings you there and, you know, dismissing anybody that's coming in and trying to create positions of leadership or allowing people to come into the fray based on performative issues and just, or just Mm -hmm. to, you know, supplant some kind of quota that real people come into the space that really know what they're doing and are doing real work and and they're putting the work in and not Mm -hmm. just that because you not only do the work in business, you're also an advocacy Talk to me about balancing right. both of those areas because that, there's a lot you you put your hands into a lot of different projects. I mean, you have to. I think in this industry, um, in order to number one, even feel good about what you're doing, and it's just a part of the culture. The culture of cannabis is advocacy, is community, um, it's compassion. Um, it, like I said, looking at the history, that's literally what the industry was built on. That's what the legalization model in California, when it first started in 1996, that was the premise of it. Um, And that's why it worked, you know, back then, I I believe. And so I think the essence, the spirit of that, um, that history needs to be carried on. Um, And I take that very seriously. And so I know that this plant can help a lot of people like it helped me. Um, and I, like you mentioned, belong to a lot of different communities by birth, for instance, you know, um, being Latina, being Afro-Latina, understanding the relationship that we have with cannabis, like with my own family and how they felt even when I first came out as working in the space. Yeah. Um, and, you know, having understanding that there's a lot of work to do there um, and me oh, yeah. being a part of that and being aware, I take, it's like it's my responsibility, you know, to make sure that I contribute there Um, in the communities like veteran community. um, If I hadn't been a veteran, I don't know if I had been in cannabis because some of the things that happened there, like I mentioned earlier, led me to cannabis. And then I having that situation. Now I come across generations of veterans that have been helped by cannabis that have been advocated for for cannabis like um jack herrer was uh, a military veteran um uh, dennis perone uh one of the you know the the father of medical cannabis in california Mm -hmm. essentially that's what he was deemed based on his work he's also a veteran and so there's been a lot of veterans that have been advocating there's been a lot of veterans 
that have been on the medical side getting the benefits like myself. Um, and so again, I just, I, I'm in that awareness. I take it seriously and I take it as a responsibility for me um, to do that. But also, you know, as an entrepreneur and a person that enjoys business, I'm passionate about that as well. I feel like this plant gives me the opportunity to do both. And so I do. <laughs> Agreed. And part of it too, I, I must say, Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I also got to make mention of when it comes to military veterans that one of our hosts uh, of our cultural high program, Bryce Page, also a retired military veteran, uh, Army, if I'm mm -hmm. correct. And we've also talked awesome. to other military veterans that have opened their own businesses as well in the same vein. It, right. It's obviously was it Socrates Roosevelt. Also, I think he served in the Air Force or Navy, I think it was, also mm -hmm. puts himself together. There's it's it's amazing where that comes into play as well. One of the things okay. I want to take, there was a podcast you were featured on, The Plant Lady. And there's a quote, and San Diego Magazine featured a story on you, and they pulled this quote. I really love what this says here because, you know, you being originally from the Dominican Republic, and mm -hmm. I don't know when I visited there, the culture, the lifestyle, the people, what should, what embracing mm -hmm. wonderful culture there is, and just a full <laughs> vibrancy you. in life. I love my family is Cuban, but I'll tell you, I feel hey. so at home when I was in Dominican Republic, and I can't wait to go back. I I, I feel like I wish I could live there. Not to mention the music. I can, listen to demo. I can listen to demo music just like anybody else because it's just, oh, oh my yeah. God. 
it's it's a fire. It's wonderful. Yeah, you mentioned that the culture quote is compassionate community. Those are the two things are the pillars of cannabis. You can mm-hmm. have the money, but if people aren't supporting you because you, they don't feel that sense of culture, that sense of community, that sense of, you know, this is something good for the world and it's just capitalism. It's not going to last long. Mm-hmm. So we already know it was a built-in cannabis culture. You've embraced it. Plus there's the culture mm-hmm. of other, those that might be disenfranchised or oppressed or, and just not being given the opportunity. You see the benefit here too. One of the areas I always talk about when I come across those that should be merit-based as opposed to those that are being given a spot just because it's to fill some kind of a quota. The other area I talk about when it comes to social equity constantly on this program and on Blunt Business are legacy operators. Those mm-hmm. that were working within the business before it was legalized, adult right. or medical use. And the same thing goes with, you know, it's still, you know, descheduled and it's still illegal in, in, in certain areas, but people were still doing it. But for whatever right. reason, the legacy operators, you know, they should be given a pathway to be able to go ahead and reform and make their way into the space. Mm-hmm. Do you see where in the work that you're doing right now, is that something that you also incorporate in some of the advocacy efforts about who gets to be in the space? Um, Yeah, I, I am. I wholeheartedly believe that legacy operators should get, be given the opportunity. Why? Because, Shit, they were doing the work way before, you know, the government decided to get involved. Um, And I think that, you know, shit, everyone should be able to grow cannabis if they wanted to. I think their regulation makes it really difficult um, for you to do those things that we were talking about, where like the advocacy, the representation um, and inclusion of different groups, uh, you know, whether they're patients, whether they've been marginalized or things of that nature, um, you're so caught up in trying to be able to stay afloat uh, within the regulated uh, market that um, I think these people that were doing the work way before, you know, all that complication uh, came along, they should be able to, you know, continue to do the work that they were doing. Um, And also, they should also have a seat at the table and, um, coming up with ways to regulate it because they know consumer behavior. They know, you know, patient advocacy. They know because they've been doing the work for years. Um, and so I, I I do think they, there should be a pathway for that wholeheartedly. I do. Wonderful. There's just so much that you have here. And in terms of uh, the very areas you also work as well, uh, there's the advocacy through fashion, multimedia, uh, BSW boycott shitty weed. You have that, and mm-hmm. also you have Synergy Studios. So, in the terms of you know running content creation, uh, talk, mm-hmm. give me a little bit of an overview of what you're doing there, and you know an idea of what some of the projects you're working on that are really standing out that you're really proud of. Well, right now we are done uh, filming for the documentary uh, based on my book, The Successful Canterpreneur. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. We're st- we're starting on uh, the edits. Uh, my team and I have been doing this almost for two years, filming um, some of my work, also filming other entrepreneurs in the space and um, how they consider like what success look like looks like in this space. So I think 
Um, that's something that we are excited and looking forward to. Um, very proud of of the work that we have done, of the people that um, we worked with uh, to get those stories out, to you know paint an unbiased picture of what it is to be an entrepreneur in the space. Um, and discuss, you know, what success looks like based on, you know, the things that we're doing. Um, and to to be honest, dude, <laughs> for most of us, success is still being here, you know, doing the advocacy work, doing the um, navigating the space, you know, not giving up and using creative vision to um, to still come up with ways to keep on keeping on keeping on um, in the space. Um, so it's a really great piece of work that we um, are looking forward to putting out there in, in this universe and see, you know, how people take it. Um, the other work that I'm really proud that I um, have participated in and done is um, our campaign for Jack's Cannabis, my dispensary, uh, part of my cat in the background, <laughs> Weed for the People. Right. Um, we got approved to raise capital under Regulation A, um, and so we are um, uh, that content that we created. If you go to the website weed4people.com, you'll see um, again just uh, all the uh, just the the culture of cannabis and, and how we embrace it, and then you know the call to action for people to, to you know to. Uh, make their stake if they want to invest in the space you know don't don't just consume you know be a part of a company that's real and people that you see doing the work and so um those are two of the things that you know i'm really excited about and uh yeah just looking forward you know to the wow. future and see what um and you space. had to practice some real patience three years you had to go through that process to work with the sec to raise capital mm -hmm. under underneath that regulation a plus to be able to go to the campaign that I mean, there's that that's real. That's real patience. And that's real yes. follow through. Well, you, to be honest, yeah. think about this. The industry, the regulated industry is not that new. And so you already know we still have the banking issues. We still sure. have um, the different. And because of that, let's say in the capital raise situation, um, you have to. There's not that many broker dealers that work with you. There's not that many transfer agency. And so whenever you would get one, then, you know, something would happen in the space where everyone that was catering to it in that market then would change their mind. And you're dealing with that. And so fortunately, first quarter of this year, all those things aligned for us and we were able to launch the campaign and, um, you know, that's weed. <laughs> That's really the industry alignment. At some point, is going to happen, and you know, you, if you're playing the the long term game, um, again, one of the things that I always tell even my team, like, create. Let's get creative. Like, let's use our creative vision to, you know, there's always a way. Um, and if we identify the problem and don't just focus on the problem per se, let's focus on working backwards. Okay, that's what's going to happen, or that's what. That's what happened because this regulation changed or whatever the case may be. How can we still make it work? And so, you know, we we it's like a muscle. We work that creative muscle in this space. And and you if you're playing the long term game, um, you'll get good at it, I think. <laughs> I must ask, because you are not just involved in terms of the cultivation, all the process seed to sale when it comes to with prime harvest and all the way to Jack's cannabis there in San Diego, California. The California market, 
which really is a hotbed for all these different issues when it comes to social equity, when it comes to the business world. And, you know, what can you tell me right now? Because you're also working in a very, it's very rigorous and very, a constantly fluctuating environment. It's a pretty difficult environment to work and keep, you know, to really build cannabis right now with all the, you know, tack on and tack on cannabis taxes for every little thing that's being done in the operation. Uh, talk to me about what you've been able to going to be able to sustain that and keep that going along with everything else you're working on. First and foremost is, you know, your people, you have to have people that know what they're doing that are passionate about what they're doing. So like that, when things, you know, a lot of the times in this industry, the rug is pulled from under your feet, you know? And so um, you have to have, and I even talk about that in the book, you have to have, you know, grit to deal with those things. And um, it's okay to get worried sometimes. It's, a, it's okay to, um, you know, feel a little shaky, but, you know, don't let up and 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 keep, keep on keeping on. And so I think uh, the most important part is to have a good team you know, that's reliable um, and that is solution-based think that, you know, implement solution-based thinking, in my opinion. Um, we have, you know, the manager at Jax. Um, she's been with us for a few years and, you know, has been holding it down, our purchaser. Um, so Kayla, shout out to her, her manager, yeah. uh, Britt, our purchaser, um, and, you know, uh, Jensen, our delivery um, manager and, you know, they've, they've been holding it down, um, and wearing as many hats as they have to, you know, in order for the operations to, to keep, uh, pushing forward and, and we're super, super thankful for everything that they do. So. You're part of the film and ag advocacy jury as part of this. So along with that, along with the fact that you were named one of the most, one of the hundred Latinas to look for, uh, to, to keep an eye on when it comes to as entrepreneurs, and other accolades you've been receiving in the last couple of years. Talk to me about the the fact that, you know, with all the work you've done in content creation and advocacy and having it all come in with a group like Clio, bringing you into the fold and having you want to go ahead and be a judge and be a part of the process here to identify who's brightest and best. Well, it's an honor for me. I mean, there's so many awesome people doing amazing work in this space um, in advocacy and, and content and, you know, getting the message and showcasing cannabis, you know, to normalize it in, in wellness and in lifestyle and culture. Um, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm very excited, you know, to check out the work of, of my constituents uh, and may the best win. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and wrap things up. I want to make sure, obviously, if you haven't got a chance, go look for the book. It's still always available wherever you find books, uh, Kindle, audiobook, paperback, Amazon, all other major bookstores, of course, The Successful Cannabispreneur, The Practical Guide to Thrive in the Legal Cannabis Space. And anything Disponible else we should... Oh, okay, yeah. I'm sorry? Disponible in Espanol. Also available in Spanish. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Of course. Also disponible in Espanol. Uh, so <laughs> now already the first print is in English. Is in Spanish already already available? Yes, it is. Wonderful. Excellent. Been available since April. So no, that's great. And it, it's it, now are there uh, so far has been has there been a lot of response for those looking to go ahead and find books in Spanish that are dedicated to the cannabis space? That's a good question. 
um, there's not that many that focus on the business of cannabis. So that um, actually, I haven't I haven't been able to see any. Most of them uh, talk about cultivation or talk about um, cooking with cannabis and things of that nature. But in Spanish or even the history of like hemp and and the history of cannabis and things like that, but not about cannabis business. So yeah. I'm super excited you know, to be able to provide that kind of information um and and it to the spanish speaking community um uh, it's something that to be honest with you, i didn't even think about it it was my great aunt who doesn't oh, speak okay. much english i gave her a copy of the book and she said girl what uh i'm gonna need to i'm gonna need you to trans to trans <laughs> to get translated because i want to read your book you're she pretty much she said, you're the like the first uh, female author, published author in our family. Like, I want to make sure I read your book. And I'm like, oh, my God, I, I definitely got to do that. And so I got it done <laughs> and, and I dedicated it to her, too. So it was it was really exciting. Now, one other question I'll ask, I mean, because the other part is, I don't know how much you deal with in terms of Latin America itself, where, you know, mostly in South America, there are countries that are still obviously cannabis is illegal, but you know, Uruguay was able to fully legalize, you know, almost a decade ago, Colombia, Peru, they've been able to group markets together. Is there anything where you feel like that's part of it where we don't necessarily have an import export to it yet, but they're also, it's kind of been a, a separation as to what's going on in Latin America, as opposed to what's being done in America. And that gap, even though there's Spanish speaking on both sides, there's just not too much uh, connection or a whole lot of, collaboration um i think it's going to uh right now most of the places uh, uh since there's no export for instance um right. because there's there's really not that many countries that would take it right now there's only a handful of countries like you mentioned that um are even entertaining especially in latin america and given the history of criminalization of of cannabis in in these countries yes. and on top of that at the religious aspect of it um you know the the christian and 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 that incorporation of that culture that, that see pretty much frowns upon a, on any um i wouldn't i want to call say uh, i want to say, quote unquote, recreational, you know, potential for recreational um, use of any type of substance. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of cultural evolution that has to be done for these countries, especially that are super um, religious driven in many cases for them to um, come to terms. Um, and so I right. think slowly but surely it would happen. It will happen, especially because just like in America, just the rest of the world, even though cannabis may be illegal, that thing is consumed everywhere um, in every single country. And so at some point, you know, that's, you know, the pendulum is going to swing the opposite way. And, you know, I, I'm excited for that. Um, and I'm excited for my country, the Dominican Republic, to do it. <laughs> and so I would contribute and, you know, in whatever way possible. So I'm excited for that. I totally agree. I've been here with Navy veteran, author, filmmaker, advocate, entrepreneur, Jam Balbuena here on Grassroots Marketing. And if you can take a minute to go and talk to our listeners about what they should be following along with what you're doing, the projects you're working on, and how they can stay connected with you, because they, they absolutely should. 
Yes, first and most and foremost, thank you so much um, for having me here in the podcast. I really appreciate it. And to the listeners, uh, stay in touch. My Instagram, I'm super active there, underscore JM Balbuena. Um, check out BSW, Boycott Shitty Weed. Um, we have merch available at bsw.com and check out our metaverse and spatial Um what else? The documentary, The Successful Canapreneur is coming soon. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully um, we have a teaser by the end of the year that we can give you and, and you know, uh, and get you excited for that. Um, the other thing is the book available uh, in all formats and available in Spanish. If, if that's your if, you, if, if that's your language, and um, yeah, go get them. And uh, yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And uh, the successful canapreneur.com. Check that out. Oh, one more yes. thing if you don't want to weedforthepeople.com. If you want to be a part of my movement and the things that I'm doing, you have the opportunity to invest directly um, and be a partner with me. So check that out and see how you can get directly involved. Please give that website one more time. Weedforthepeople.com. Well, number four for the people. Yes. Weed, the number four people thepeople.com okay jam balbuena thank you so much for being on really appreciate you having uh, time to join us i appreciate you it was awesome for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best-kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.